welcome to Killer's Crawl Space. Today we're going to do an episode about something that it just popped up on my timeline really and I got interested in it and researched it and it actually is a pretty important part of history. So I thought we would talk about it. Was it fact check first? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but this is about a girl who drowned in the river scene in the 1800s. So it was like 1880s roundabout. As customary in those days, her corpse was put on display in the Paris mortuary in hopes that someone would recognize and claim her body. Pathologists on scene became entraced by the girl with the Ignatic's half-smile, so he commissioned a plaster cast made of her face. This mask has replicated many times over the years. She became known as the Lincanu de la Sin, or the Unknown Woman of the Scene. I'm sorry about pronunciation this a lot of it's French and then there's also some like German work by it so I I looked up pronunciations but I am doing really poorly at that um and then in 1958 a toy made Esmond Lauerdell created what we now know as the CPR doll Asmund wanted his mannequin to have a natural appearance. Remembering a mask on his grandparents' wall, he decided that the unknown woman of the scene would become the face of the Rescue Annie doll. Also, this woman who drowned in the 19th century is responsible for saving many lives and has said she has the most kissed face of all time because of the CPR doll. Like, was made of her face when they found her body. <clears throat> and between April 1795 and September 1801, 306 bodies were pulled from the river scene in Paris. A register of these deaths, indicating sex, age, hair, color, wounds, if any, like if they had any wounds, a description of clothing, was kept by two mortuary clerks, Citizen Boyle and Citizen Dowd. Since there was no no signs of violence or wounds on her body. Um, they kind of suspected suicide. But, like, back in that time, I'm sure, like, they could probably spot internal wounds, but they probably didn't really, like, look for it and just assumed, like, she jumped off something into the river and stuff because she didn't have any visible wounds, you know what I mean? So she just jumped off into the river. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I kind of thought this was related with true crimes too, because my theory, so I still feel, a mystery. Yeah, like no one knows, no one ever found out. Uh, so I kind of lean toward what if, like, she was murdered, maybe even accidentally, and someone was like, "Oh no," and just like threw her in there. That's possible, I guess. I mean, she could have killed herself too, but I, you know, I don't know. She killed herself. <clears throat> but. People questioned if the mask actually came from the drowned girl because of her beauty, because usually when a body is in water for a long period of time, like, it has some damage and stuff. So, they, like, people were questioning, like, oh, no, you did not get that from a dead girl. Like, you know what I mean? Just how beautiful it looked and, like, her, like, resting smile. Um, she was also, her identity was never discovered, but... A woman named Claire Foyster, if I said that correctly, estimated her age no more than 16, given the firmness of her skin. So, like, solely on 
the condition of her skin. She said 16. I guess, like, the... I don't know. I feel like it would be hard to tell. Like, if you're in a cold river, mm-hmm. like, it would probably preserve the body somewhat. So, I don't... Like, I don't know how accurate that would be, but that's just the information I found on it. Um, And the mask copies quickly became a fashionable, morbid fixture in the Pearson Bohemian Society. Albert Camus and others compared her smile to that of Mona Lisa, inviting numerous speculations as to what clues the eerily happy expression on her face could offer about her life, her death, and her place in society. Popularity of the figure is also interest to the history of artistic media relating to widespread reproduction. The original cast of her face had been photographed, and the new cast from the film negative. So basically the picture of mm-hmm. the cast, the original cast, they made other casts from those prints. For the CPR. Which is for anything they're using it in. Yeah. Oh. The new cast displayed details that are usually lost in bodies taken from water, but the apparent preservation of the detail in the visage of the cast seemed to only reinforce its authenticity. Critic Al Alvarez wrote in his book on the suicide titled The Savage God, I am told that a whole generation of German girls modeled their looks on her. According to Hans Hesse of University of Sussex, reports the Inconnu became the erotic ideal of the period as Bardot was for the 1950s. He thinks that German actresses such as Elizabeth Bergner modeled themselves as her. She finally was displaced as a paradigm by Greta Garbo. Garbo? Yeah, it's her last name. That's an interesting last name, Garbo. (laughs) And then, um, basically what I'm going to read off now is like what art and literature and things that she has inspired, like obviously the CPR doll, which, um, they didn't start actually using those in the CPR classes until 1960. And because of that, they called her the most kissed face of all time because obviously the CPR lips. Yeah. Like I said earlier, my thing was Adam. Our CPR lips thing, the mouth. Well, I mean, I've looked into it all. Fact checked it. Well, I mean, I just. Did Facebook fact check it? It wasn't on Mm. Facebook. You're like just trying but, to discredit me. No, you, but you know what I mean. They're like, it's not. Well, I I was in high school before you were. Like it was Adam. Well, they may have named it Adam, like, but this is where it originated. I'm sure it's been updated and stuff. But the original idea of the CPR doll came from this poor dead girl. <laughs> I will Google that. But um. Some English literature, the earliest mentioned, can be found in Richard Lee Gallienus' 1900 novella, The Worshipper of the Image, is the name of it, in which an English poet falls in love with the most... Oh, sorry. Poet falls in love with the mask, eventually leading to the death of his daughter and suicide of his wife. An image of the girl has been used on the cover illustration for the family history mystery novel A Habit of Dying by D.J. Wiseman. And then German literature, please forgive me for all the mis- 
mispronouncing things. Like, I I don't speak German, so. Um, the Do not pret- be. Wait, don't worry about it. You're weird. Sorry. <laughs> the protagonist of Rainer Maria Rauch's only novel, Die Afzichnungen des Malt, Glorious Bridge, 1910. Sorry about that. I'll put all these in the description if you guys want to look them up. Like, if this is your cup of tea and you you like that stuff, I'll put it in there so you can actually find the artworks. And I'm sure it'll be translated. Um, But a little passage from that is, The caster I visit every day has two masks hanging next to his door. The face of the young one who drowned, which someone copied in the morgue because it was beautiful, because it was still smiling, because it was so deceptive as though it knew. I don't know. I just really like that quote for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then in 1926, Ernest Bencard published Das Ewige and Litz a book about 126 death masks, writing that she is like a delicate butterfly to us who, carefree and exhilarated, fluttered right into the lamp of life, scorching her fine wings. I thought it was pretty powerful, too. Like, flying into a butterfly, flying into the lamp of life, scorching her wings because she died so young. What the butterfly was old there going into life? She wasn't. It's a metaphor for Why? her. Because he wrote about 126 masks that were made of dead people, and like hers was like the like they really cherished that one. Hmm. And then Reinhold Conrad Mushler's 1934 widely translated best-selling novel *Die in Beckente, tells the Malden. Story of the fate of the provincial orphan Madeleine Levin, who has fallen in love with British diplomat Lord Thomas Vernon Bentick, and after romance, commits suicide in the scene when Bentick returns to his fiancée. And those are like the most well-known, I guess, but other examples of her appear in Alfred Doblin's essay of Faces, Pictures, and Their Truth, published as an intro to a photographer August Sanders. 1929, Face of Our Time. And then Hertha Poli's 1931 story, Lancinu de la Lucine, appears in the Berliner uh, Tajblatt. Berliner. I really can't say it. Like I said, I'll put it in the description for everyone if you'd like to look into it. Um, Odin von Harvath's play based on his friend Hertha Polly's story. So someone he had wrote a play on it. Um Claire Gull's nineteen thirty-six short story, Die in Begente Os Dear Scene, in which the protagonist peers into a death mask and dies from a heart attack, caused by a delusion and guilt as he believes he recognizes the face of his daughter. That's scary. So okay, I was doing a little bit of so this is yeah, that's her. Okay, that's her. Uh, so basically, Alfred Pierce threw the body down and poured out of the river. 
two rounds. There's this body showed no signs of violence. Suicide was suspected. Yeah. So, yeah, so it could have been, she could have been murdered, but they just, no obvious signs to. Yeah. And then there was a ballet written, 1963, Bentley Stone choreographed a version of Land Can You to Music by Francis Polensis for Forstein Cameron Ballet. It premiered with a cast that included Ruth Ann Cosin and John Kreisa. It was moved to American Ballet Theater in 1965 with Cosin and Kreisa reprising their roles and with Christine Sari taking role of, quote, River Girl, unquote. And then a film um, by director Agnes Varda talks about Lynn Canu and her 1988 documentary, Jane B. Par Agnes. And that's all the inf information I really had on that. But for some reason, I was just really intrigued by it and thought maybe other people, which I don't know if you could really call it true crime. There's kind of a mystery there with it on was she murdered? Did she commit suicide? It was in the 1800s, like, and it was in Paris. Like, I don't know. It just really oh, spoke to me. I was, like, really interested. Oh, crap, people still roll stuff as suicide and it's obviously murdered. Yeah. Yeah, but basically it's saying that, well, wonder what... Did she jump, like, was there, like, any buildings by the river? Or she just jump in and just go in the river? I have no idea. Is what they're thinking. I don't, I don't know the general area either. But it's kind of weird, though, that they said that her, uh, uh, the guy, so, like, about her beauty and all that, kind of creepy. Well, I mean, like, have you ever just seen pictures where you're just like, oh, that person's so beautiful, or even if it is a dead body, you're just like, wow, like, what a beautiful person. Like, I bet, you know, they were just so great. So like, she, you have these ideas of these people, so which she could have not been like that, you know. She but, might not even been 16, either. That was just... Yeah. Well, yeah, there was no, like, real indication of that. They were just guessing based on the firmness of her skin. Which, if she aged well, she could have been a little older. I don't suspect her to be very old, though. Either way, like, I don't suspect her to be that old. Uh, well, the picture we'll be using for the actual cover for this episode. Like, I could see young teenage, to be honest with you. But, yeah, it's really, it's crap. There's people that still look, you know, young and be older. Yeah. But yeah, she does look she does look young though. I can yeah, see, like I, don't, I can see teenage, maybe maybe pushing early twenties and that might yeah, be pushing it. I don't suspect very old, but they were only guessing from the firmness of her skin. And like I don't know, I feel bad that I can't pronounce these things, but I've never practiced any French or any German or anything, so I do not mean any disrespect to any artworks because I am like obviously fascinated by it. And I know this probably sounded like all over the place for me, but my mind kind of just goes here and there. So when I'm writing down my information, it kind of jumps back and forth. But it that tends to happen to you when I get really passionate about something. Well, it said here that the Annie doll that mm -hmm. they use this girl's face on its body of a you know, and said that it was called CPR Annie. Yeah, it was like, I don't know how to pronounce it either. It was like Rosuski Annie, like when it first came out, and they kept changing yeah. it. 
Well, it's rescue animals. Well, I'm talking about like when I was researching, it said R E S like yeah, C U S I. In America terms, it's rescue Annie. I think. Well, I know, but I'm trying to like pay tribute to like the actual people that she's started not, it. She's not the first, but she was considered. Well, she's considered the first, the most successful one. Over two million people by when this article was made have been saved by CPR. Yeah. Yeah, 2018. I'm so. sure a lot of people have been saved by CPR. Yeah, I'm sure too. But like when you guys look at her face, like the picture, or if you look her up, whatever, like you'll see what we're talking about. She looks so calm and peaceful and just like very pretty framed, like her jawline, like. Everything's just very beautiful. Like, it's easy to see while everybody got wrapped up on this. And it's also, like, such a sad mystery of a young girl dying. Like, you know what I mean? But I just, like, I love art and poems and stuff. And a lot of it stemmed from her. Just, like, her pure beauty and no one knowing what happened. Like, everybody just took that as a... Art it's weird, and ran with it. I guess, well, you got people getting missing now, but you kind of wonder if anybody ever reported a girl around that age missing, which, as I'm saying, it could be why she never identified if she wasn't actually 16 or she could have been younger. That was so crazy in that time that they just displayed the bodies like, come claim you're dead. Um, That's crazy to me, but I bet it would be really cool. But I'm just kind of uh, like that. Crap. The dude in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, the torso guy that killed people and cut them up. Yeah. They had actually, if I remember correctly, it's been forever. Cleveland torso murderer thing, or butcher. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I read the book years ago, but that was one thing they liked. Uh, well, not the actual bodies, but were... I think they just made the mold of, like, their face and set them up so people could, like, walk by and see the, hey, do you know these people? Yeah. Kind of compares with the the West Virginia butcher too. Same style of concept. But just like the whole story with it, like the actual death of her and then also like everything that stems from it, just like this random mystery girl that died and had just like this little like smirk grin on her face, like stemmed a lot of stuff and was compared to Mona Lisa, like, that's pretty huge. But, do you have any other opinion? No, no, I, I agree with you. Like I said, it could be either way on the on the death, but it is cool in a way that how the mystery of this young girl became what it's known as today and what she was used for and stuff. So either way, it kind of it's a tragic ending that does good, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a lot came from it. So, but uh, we thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next.